Hey friend, welcome to Living in the Light. Each week, I will sit down with a friend who is an artist or creative as they share their story of how Jesus brought them from the dark and into His glorious and powerful light. At the end of each episode, I'll be diving into a passage of scripture and bringing you truth straight from the Word of God. This is a space for you to be encouraged and to remember that you matter and that with God, even the messy parts of your story have incredible purpose and meaning. I'm here to bring real life to light. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, I am so glad you are joining us for season two of Living in the Light. If you've been listening from the beginning, I'm really excited you are back, and I know you are going to love today's episode. I love storytelling, and it is building our faith to witness the power of God on display through people's stories while we bring real life to light. Today on the podcast, I have Cozy Zulsdorf. Cozy is an LA-based actress, screenwriter, and singer-songwriter. In the film world, she is best known for her role as Hazel in the feature films Dolphin Tale and Dolphin Tale 2, acting alongside Harry Connick Jr. and Morgan Freeman. On TV, she was a staple on shows such as Disney's Live and Maddie, Mighty Med, and Casey Undercover, as well as many guest-starring roles on other networks. In 2018, she starred opposite Broadway star Heidi Blickenstaff as Ellie Blake in the Disney Channel original movie Freaky Friday. As a musician, Cozy has experienced success in the pop, singer-songwriter, and EDM worlds, both as a writer and an artist. Streams to date for her releases total over 200 million. Trained as a classical pianist, she enjoys writing for herself as well as other artists and has had her songs placed in three films, most notably Brave Souls, at the end credits of Dolphin Tale 2, and What It's Like to Be Me, the opening theme song of the Disney Channel original movie, Freaky Friday. Today, we are diving into the glory of God and the joy found in walking in the light of His glory and what that means for our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. As always, at the end of today's episode, I will open the Word of God and teach on a beautiful passage of Scripture. Today's Scripture is 2 Corinthians 4, verses 5-7, through which says, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And now here's my conversation with Cozy. Well, Cozy, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad to have you on today. Welcome. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad to be here. I'm, I was trying to remember this morning where we first met, like why, because I, I think I followed you first. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know we met on the Instagram. Uh-huh. And I think it was through Walk in Love, the clothing oh, company. Oh, I love Walk in Love. Yeah, me too. And I think I saw you on their Instagram or something. Okay. Wow. I must have seen that you were in the industry or something because I clicked on your account and 
went, oh my goodness, another young person, yes, a vocal Christian on social media. That's so rare and cool. And so, yeah. Yeah, I followed you and then wow. you followed me back and I was very shook that you would follow me back. Oh my goodness, I felt oh, the same way. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Someone else who loves <laughs> Jesus and yeah. you just have light radiating from you. And so I just you immediately uh, was, I, I keep a list of people I see that I'm like, I just have to get them on the podcast. It's kind of my dream, <laughs> my dream list. And so um, I'm really excited to be kicking off season two of the, the podcast with you and I'm excited for the listeners to hear more about your story. Um, Cozy and I have been chatting in the past day and I love about the podcast that I just meet new friends. Like we get to be friends now and just talking to you about how the Lord has worked in your life. And um, yeah, it's just beautiful. So introduce yourself, just tell a little (laughs) bit about your story um, in the arts and in your walk with Jesus. Yeah, well, what a what a nice question to be asked. So my journey really started even before I was born. My parents were in a band together in the 90s called Starfire. Oh my and gosh. they would perform at like upscale weddings and uh, they were really amazing. We still have their band video and it, it really blows my mind. And so that is so cool. Yeah, so music's kind of in my blood. And um, then my mom sang in church for many years, too, on the worship team. And when I was six years old, that's when I can remember understanding the gospel, really sincerely having a desire to give my life to Christ. And my mom sat down on my bed with me before bedtime and uh, helped me find the words to, to give my life to Jesus. And wow. um, I really never looked back. That's that's really the moment that I can remember. And then... Um, you know, I always loved to sing. I always knew I wanted to be a singer. And then uh, as I grew, my mom really saw in me that I was very inclined to be dramatic and yes. uh, performative, I guess is the word. Yeah. And so uh, is that even a word? I hope it is. It is. And so uh, she she encouraged me to try out for a local theater production of Annie. And okay. I was cast as Annie and best uh, place to start. Best place to start. You hear yes. that overture? Oh, yes. I, I defy you to not get full body chills every time. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, so beautiful. pretty. And so uh, that was when it really all clicked for me that I loved to act. I loved to perform and to make someone feel something and leave the theater feeling, you know, inspired or, or just refreshed in any type of way and mm. kind of connected with the power of storytelling. So not long after that, I, I got an agent and started auditioning. And my third audition for a movie ever was actually Dolphin Tale, which launched my whole career in TV and film. That was very handpicked from God because the other two auditions I had had, I, I messed up all over the place. I was so new, had no clue what I was doing, mm. but, but, I, I look back now and I know that God used all the detail to really change my life. I mean, you know, I've been a spokesperson at the Clearwater Marine Aquarium ever since Dolphin Tale 1. I've, I've been able to meet so many children with illnesses and disabilities who have been inspired by the movie. Um, when I'm there, I get to give all the glory to God and I get to talk about God. And it's very special to me um, just what God has done through that and through Dolphin Tale 2, of course. Uh, and in the meantime, I just kept working wherever God gave me opportunity. You know, I know we're going to get into that a little later about like what it means to be a Christian and, and how you select or, 
or even try to select the projects you want to be a part of. Yeah. But God has always been really faithful in providing work for me that that resonates with my spirit. And so a lot of that ended up being on Disney Channel. Yeah. And uh, culminating in Freaky Friday, uh, the musical. Yes, the, the musical. <laughs> uh, where I got to play the the Lindsay Lohan character, you know, updated and, and put to music by uh, the creators of Next to Normal, which is crazy. Uh, just singing their incredible music. Uh, and that, that really gave, that fulfilled the childhood dream of saying, hi, I'm Cozy and you are watching Disney Channel. And I got to do the little. Yes, you got to do the little. Wand ID. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like our generation's, you know. That's a bucket that's, list moment. That's a bucket sure. list moment. That and being on the front of cover of an American Girl magazine. I remember oh, th- thinking when I was oh, in elementary oh school, gosh. I was like, if I can just be on the front cover of an American Girl magazine. I love holding those Holding a baby animal. They were always holding, holding baby animals. Baby animals. Well, I love that our, our worlds kind of collided, that you were in the musical theater world um, for a bit of time. Well, yeah. musical theater, TV, film comes together with Freaky Friday and Disney Channel. Yeah. I mean, it's just like all the good things. Yeah. I love uh, it. All my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Well, we've been talking about, um, I guess, something that I love about you kind of getting to know you on social media is that you always say, all glory to God. Like, I just give God the glory. And so I want to camp out there today and just spend some time talking about um, what does that mean to you and how have you seen God's glory on display through your life and through your walk with Jesus? Wow, that's a great question. I first want to say I like the way you say camp out. Uh, Since I've met you, like, which has only been a few days of talking, you have used that phrase a lot. And it makes me happy because it makes me think that we're both like wearing flannel and sitting around a fire and breaking out the graham crackers and the marshmallows. Yeah, yeah we are. Oh we're yeah. Camping out. It so can be wherever you want out. it to. If you're listening, you can just imagine, do you want to be in a coffee shop? Do you want to be by yeah. a campfire? You can camp out yeah. wherever, but just create this world for yourself. Come into this conversation with us. Yeah, we invite you into this space. I love it. (laughs) So now that we're camping, um, yeah, that phrase I feel is so, is used often. And I've used it even when I haven't connected with the meaning. (laughs) I think it's, it's one of those phrases, glory be to God, you know, giving God all the glory. And the more you think about it, the deeper it gets for you and, and, I love the idea of talking about it today and letting it resonate all the way deep down because sometimes the things we hear the most are the most impactful. Like there's a reason we hear them the most. And as far as giving God the glory, I think that, I mean, I don't know if it's too early to jump into this point, but you and I were talking about last night and this morning about how it's funny that we say, oh, I'm going to give God the glory as if it's not already his. Yes. As if we have any glory of ourselves that we are going to give to God. Like the whole, the whole of glory belongs to God already. It's, it belongs to him as much as air and water and other things that came into existence from Mm. him. And the idea of giving it to him it, it's, it's the same concept of when we say, I'm going to give God control over my life, <laughs> which, which just newsflash, if you, if you woke up this morning, it's because God allowed you to, like you, there's no control that you have. Yeah. And I think yeah. that desire to, 
that desire to cling to any type of glory yeah. uh, and name it ours and uh, have it belong to ourselves comes from the same desire to have control. It comes from wanting to own something and wanting wanting to feel protected and feel feel strong and and mm. it, it can come from pride it can come from selfishness I think it can also come from fear and uh and yeah I mean what do you think just starting there what, what do you what do you think when I say stuff like that <laughs> yeah I, I that really blew my mind when you said that to me of as if it's not already his and then I went on this search I went in the back of my bible and went to the concordance it was like glory let me just go read <laughs> all the verses about glory and yeah, it's just, he is innately glorious. And when we try to think that we are giving something to him that is already who he is, um, it's humbling, <laughs> it, it's humbling, you know, that like the control yeah. thing, it's humbling to think that like he is, he is the one in control, but um, while it's humbling, it's also peaceful and it's also immensely, I don't know, like it just, it makes sense. I think that's what I think. Like it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. almost reminds me of a finger painting from like a little kid, and they make this whole thing, and and they feel so proud of it. Maybe they make it at school, and they get mm. a lot of help, and they and they give it to their mom, and it's the most precious gift the mom has ever received. And it it, it does make me kind of think of that 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 God knows what we mean when we say. I give you control. And oh, that's that's like the concept that we talked about of swimming upstream. Like all you do when you actually say, I'm giving God the glory, I'm giving God the control, I'm giving God whatever I have to give him. Yeah. You're no longer swimming upstream. You're you're floating on your back and just letting God's current of grace mm. guide you through your life and attuning your will with his. Exactly. Right. It's just surrendering to him control and yeah um, it's the same as your will be done which is another very commonly used phrase that yeah. of course god's will will be done yeah he doesn't he doesn't yeah. choose to do anything else but his will his will is what will be done but by desiring it for ourselves we're really just kind of smoothing out the path and and yeah allowing god to not have to uh you know, reroute us in any type of way, but really yeah. just saying, I want what you want, you know, I want what you want. Yeah. And I think while it can be a cliche and while we can say things that just roll off our tongue that don't necessarily maybe resonate deep down inside, I think even in that phase of um, faith and belief, mm -hmm. it's, it's still, it's still powerful in that yeah. you're still like saying God, you know, God is, I, I do give you glory, God. I don't even know what this means. And I think that there's also something beautiful in the messiness of just like not really understanding it and the beauty of like the fact that our whole lives, he's just like explaining to us what that is, you know? That just blew my mind. That blew <laughs> my mind because I completely understand what you mean when you say you could say things that you don't feel like you mean uh, in faith. You know, I, I trust you, whatever you do in my life, I accept. And I, I know that you are working this for my good. I've said things that felt so empty, but 
but just the saying of them, like God treasures, God treasures the desire to get there. And I think that the more you say it, the more it, you believe it. And the more yeah. faith you have, like words are life, you know? And, and yeah, that's so, yeah, that is so true that, yeah, like far be it from, from anyone to tell anyone that, that you have to completely mean everything you say. Like you can say something with the hope that it, that you will mean it with every part of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And trusting that he will reveal what you need in that time. And yeah. Hey friend, Laura Lee here. Before we continue with my conversation with Cozy, I wanted to take a moment to share with you some exciting news. As many of you know, at the beginning of quarantine, I started gathering women together online for Bible study. This community organically bloomed out of my desire just to see more women come to know and love God through discipleship and through the study of His Word, even in the midst of quarantine. Community changed my life in college. And I just had a burden for college girls who were alone, isolated, and without women to do life alongside. So I decided to do something about it. Our community has been a place online for women to come together, to meet with other believers, to study the Bible, and to grow in faith in Jesus Christ. It started as College Girls for Christ, and now a whole year later, we have women of all ages gathering online from all over the world for Bible study. As it has continued to grow, God is taking it to new places, and we now have a new name and a new online home, Rise Collective Women. We exist to multiply disciples who are united in Christ, rooted in God's Word, and rising up for the glory of God. We gather together every week as a community for Bible study. We have core groups that you can connect with. We share scriptures and encouragement daily. And it's also that we can build one another up in faith and continue to grow in our walk with the Lord. Does this sound like something you'd love to be a part of? You can visit the link in the show description, community.risecollectivewomen.com for more information. God is on the move and we want you to join us. Now back to my conversation with Cozy. One specific verse that has really shook me this year. Um, I don't know if you pick a word for the year, but it's kind of a cliche thing to do maybe, but I'm really into it. I love picking a word. I love it. Like seeing how the Lord like teaches me about that and just reveals things to me about that throughout the year. But this year, just as I was praying about it, I read first Corinthians 13 and you know, it's love is patient. Love is kind. Love mm-hmm. does not envy. It does not boast. And we see that written all over t-shirts and, um, you know, on billboards and on the front cover of books. And it's just, it's a very well-known Bible verse, but it's like, I right. read it and it hit me. It's like waters washed over me in that verse for the first time. And I think that's, what's so powerful about the Holy spirit is that, you can, you can hear almost hear something and experience something for the first time and have said it and thought a you knew it times. for so many years. Wow. I, I can completely relate to yeah. that. Yes. Yes. Something as simple as, you know, Psalm 23 or yeah. just something we've heard of even John three sixteen. you know, things are iconic because they resonate so deeply and, and 
Yeah. And that is really amazing that because the Bible is the word of God, it's mm. not like another book. It, it is the living word of God. And every time you open it, uh, you will glean something from it. Something will impact yeah. you because that is what it's designed to do. It, it mm. is it is one of the foundational ways we can hear from God. And that's yeah. so, it's so holy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's holy. Beautiful. Yeah. The word of God is so powerful. Okay. Something else that um, I would love to ask you about when it comes to God's glory and you as an artist, I think knowing God, we know that we were created to be, we are image bearers of God and we are created to be in relationship with him. We were created to give him glory. Like yeah, in yeah. heaven, we're just going to forever and ever and ever give him glory and worship him. And that's going to be the greatest thing ever. Um, but I think it is, you know, our flesh wants glory and we want to, we want to get praise and we want to be the center of attention and we want to win awards and you know that's hard Uh it's like hard to not want that so I think for the person listening um I think it could probably be like well what a I how do we even deal with wanting those things in our flesh I don't know take that how do you feel (laughs) I I just I'm like retweet how how that's how I feel I feel like you know I don't know how old you are. I'm 22. Are you around 24? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If we had the full answer to this and we could solve it for everyone, that would be awesome. I think that it's part of the human condition to wrestle with that. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, I mean, we're, I I love that, that phrase we're created by the creator to create. I I feel very connected to that phrase because, you know, my whole life in the arts, especially now that I've gone into screenwriting is about creating <laughs> like that's yeah. creating worlds that, that didn't exist before. Yeah. And you mentioned something about like, it's, it's like a beautiful protection for yeah. us and it, it really is like the saving. Yeah. yeah. It's like saving us from ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So share what yeah. you shared with me about that. Cause that was really good. Well, I've, this is something that I've, been really working through recently which is why it's so cool that we're talking about it and why that idea came to mind over to text with you uh, that idea of protection because I was I was going through something recently where I did feel like uh my creativity there was a certain situation in my life where I felt like I wasn't <laughs> it just sounds so dumb but I'm gonna be totally transparent because I hope it will help someone else like I didn't I didn't come on here to sound really cool and like a really holy Christian I, I came on here to like to relate to other people and what they're going through. I was going through a situation where I felt like um, I wasn't getting the credit that I deserved. (laughs) That's so cringy. For my work, I was not getting the credit that I deserved. And it was stressing me out because it felt unfair. And and I was really kind of having this burning ember of like, this isn't fair, this isn't fair. I worked so hard, I'm not getting recognized for it or whatever. And so, I was praying and I asked God, like, what do you want me to think about this? Because it's clearly not this. This is not the gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit going, yes, it's unfair. Get really bent out of shape. That's what I want for you, my child. Like, that is not the voice of the Spirit. And so immediately, I I don't always get immediate verses, but I did this time. I got, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to know what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
And I stopped and went, wait. And I read that passage in full. And yeah. I feel like there's kind of two worlds. If you if you don't accept and resonate with the idea that every good gift you have, every good instinct, every good impulse, every mm-hmm. good word that leaves your mouth, every good breath that leaves your body is, is God's and God's alone that he has given to you in a jar of clay. That is what you bring to the table, basically. Then if you if you don't do that, then it's up to you to fight for your credit, to fight for your worth, to fight for your value, to prove to others that you have something to bring, to mm. hustle your way to the top, and to uh, to create meaning out of nothing. I mean, you don't have meaning apart from God, and so if you if you don't feel like you know God or you don't want to know God and you are just kind of walking in yourself, you live and die off of your current stock, like what you feel you've created and how people are perceiving it and perceiving you. That's exhausting. It's exhausting. And it's been, I was feeling exhausted. I was watching my energy get drained from this feeling of it's not fair. I'm not getting the credit that I deserve. And it was really interesting to turn, to turn it around and look at like what, what God would say to that. And that he doesn't want me to be conformed to that pattern of the world that hustle that way to become recognized or successful and and if you really surrender it completely it becomes a gift that you were given to be able to be creative and it's not yours to protect or fight for anymore it's god's and so suddenly verses become true for you like they're always true but they they resonate with what you are walking in like the lord will fight for you you need only to be still uh promotion comes from the lord and when you give it to him it's like suddenly suddenly i felt this relief of like it's not mine to protect my credit my value my worth i already have my worth in christ i already have my value in him yeah and i and my creativity comes from him and it just aligned everything for me. Yeah, I mean, he is ultimately the one that is going to, he he is lighting the way for your path. And I think the more, like we said earlier, the more we let go and give him control, the more at ease we are in our spirit, knowing that he is um, he is going to be the one that gives you that next job and he's going to take you to that next place. Um, what's the interaction of your hard work and creativity and like the grace and the gifts that you have received from the Lord? Like, how do you, how uh-huh. do you process and understand that? I think it's kind of a paradox. It has to be a little bit because, you know, at once, we cannot take a breath without God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so in essence, nothing comes from us alone. But also, God honors hard work and diligence and a dutiful heart that 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 presses on toward the goal. You know, because we hear like when we reach heaven, even though we will not deserve this accolade, we will be told, "Well done, good and faithful servant." You know, yeah. because we were pressing on toward the goal. I think, you know, it's kind of probably the same question as where's the intersection between the sovereignty of God and free will. It's, it's kind of, that's what it gets extrapolated to a little bit, but. We're going to have to uh, do a whole nother um, 
theological um, <laughs> podcast on that because yeah, that's, that's like a, a whole other podcast that's like a whole yeah. thing <laughs> yeah it really is it's so yeah. it gets so deep but God meets us there and loves, yeah, loves he hearing does. us try mm-hmm. to figure it out yeah. you know but but you know I think that you know it almost makes me think of we were talking and I can't remember this is what you said would happen I can't remember if we talked about this on the air or off the air okay. but uh, that idea of when we can't really give glory back to God because it's already his, but he probably delights in it in the same way that a, like a mother or father would delight in a little kid making a painting, like a finger painting yeah. for, for him because it's what he knows how to give. And yeah. when that child gives it, the parent delights in it. This, this whole concept of, well, what's ours? What did we bring to the table? And right. what's our hard work? And what can we take credit for? Whatever. It almost in that same analogy makes me think, well, God provided the paints. He's the parent who provided the paints, yeah. but it's up to us what we're going to do with it. And when we make something and give it to him, that like completes the loop and blesses him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he, he, he really and truly delights in our, in our work and in our creativity. Yeah. And as far as what we own, like he gave the paints, but we made something with them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes you back to when you said like, we are creator or Oh, created by the creator to create. Created by the creator to create. Like, I mean, he did say fill the earth and subdue it. Like rule over, like he's given us, we're co-heirs with Christ. Like he's given us responsibility. He's given us a role in the story in creating. So it's like, it is beautiful to him, especially, well, he cares about our heart, right? So especially when our heart is postured towards wanting to just worship him through it. Like, I think it's so cool that we can go on stage or we can be on set and give God glory because we give God glory by just merely posturing ourselves as his child and worshiping him through, through the work that he gives us to do. So that takes the stress off, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. It completely takes the stress off because there's some, there's some jobs that I've entered into and been like, okay, how am I going to be a light? How am I going to do it? How am I going to be the salt and light in the room? And that's not really, I've never witnessed to someone or ha- or made any type of spiritual impression on someone by trying to, you know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's that verse. It's that verse. But from the glory, hold on. You, you show me this verse mm. uh, that made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. The glory that's in us, it's not, it's not my work. And, and mm. just to go back to what I was saying, there was a job that I had where I um, felt like I really hadn't spoken openly about God and I had been kind of afraid and I felt really ashamed uh, that I hadn't been more open about what I was thinking and feeling. And that was the biggest lesson that, that God shines through you because the end of the shoot, uh, one of my good friends on the shoot came up to me and said, I've walked away from the Lord, but just being around you makes me want to like find the Lord again. And I literally had barely ever talked to her about Jesus. And it just really showed me that it's not your work and God accomplishes through what he wants to accomplish, you know? Yeah. Yeah, when we get ourselves out of the way and yeah. I mean, we're not the ones that are going to, you know, we, we really don't have any control. Isn't that what we keep returning to? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of power in prayer too. And in, in, yeah. in spaces, just knowing that like, we don't know what people are walking through and we don't know what people need and we don't know how the Lord is moving. But um, 
there's a lot of power in just interceding for people and praying that the Lord would move in the ways that he wants to move. Okay, Cozy just read this verse and I want you guys to hear it because it's it really goes along with what we're talking about. Second Corinthians four, five through seven, it says, For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay, clay, (laughs) to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. I mean, that's what we just said. It's, you know, it's not, the power is not from us. The glory is not in us. It's all God. And so gracious. Yeah. Just to be a part of it. That's the, that's the perspective change and just the, that's not being conformed to the pattern of the world, but looking at it, like it's a gift that I receive that I get to create, you know? Yeah. That, that, that I get to be like my dad, my, my heavenly dad mm. and take after him in that way and make things and make finger paintings, you know, for yeah. him. Like make that's, finger, that's what I'm finger doing. Paintings. Mm, yeah. I love it. Well, on the, on the thought of jobs, let's talk about jobs a little bit. Um, I get a, get the question a lot. How do you, how do you figure out what jobs to take? How do you know what roles to play? Like, how do you, how do you navigate that? Um, so yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts about like, how do you navigate what jobs you want to take, uh, what stories you want to tell or not tell? Right. Well, the only thing I can speak to is the, the sensitive spirit that God has given me and the way that he has shown me to navigate this, which is, I basically look at two criteria. One, does the story have a redemptive thread? Is it, is it redeemed in the end? Is there Hmm. like, what's the purpose basically behind making the project? You know, uh, what's the theme and, and is it redeemed? And, uh, the second criteria is, um, do bad decisions look like bad decisions in the movie or, or, or is sin glorified basically, you know, uh, what is considered a bad decision and, and yeah. And, and does it have consequences or, or does it have rewards basically? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's, that's so vague, but it's really the only thing I can do because every script I have to look at it, fresh and and follow what god's showing me on it you know the holy spirit is our counselor like literally our personal counselor and so we we have to trust that when we pray about something and when the lord sends us in a direction we have to trust what the spirit's revealing to us and how he's leading us Um, yes and like you said not not judging other people for how they may be feeling convicted about something i think that's a super important piece because um the more, the more uh, selective you are, and by you, I'm eating me, <laughs> right? Like the more selective I become as far as what I feel comfortable working with or not, the temptation is then to judge others who aren't as selective. And that kind of messes up the entire thing. It's, 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 if you're pure in any way, if you live purely in any context, in any way in your life, and that purity only makes you more judgmental of someone else and more and feel more holy than someone else, you miss the point. And yeah, you miss the gospel. Is, you're, yeah. Your, your witness in that purity is, is tarnished because you know, that purity should, 
in a perfect world, breed humility, you know, and, and, Mm. and breed gratitude, you know, like, for instance, I think one of the reasons that I in particular have a sensitive spirit as far as content and like certain things will bother me that maybe don't bother other people is because I was raised with parents who were very careful about what they let me watch and consume. Yeah. And I also was homeschooled. So I wasn't in a public school system, like hearing things and then having to come home and be like, what does this word mean? Or what does this joke mean? I wasn't really exposed to those things. And that is a gift. That is not something that I could control in my life. That is something, a blessing that I received. And so to actually judge or like disapprove of someone and show them my disapproval uh, who maybe weren't afforded those gifts when they were younger right. and were exposed to, to different types of, you know, content or whatever. It's just a slippery slope. It, whatever decision you're making that, that feels right for you should, should give you more empathy and love for others, yeah. you know? And then in turn, just letting God be judge as he is yeah. <laughs> already, already judge. Um, it relieves yeah. us from, taking on responsibility that's not ours in the first place. Exactly. Um, Being truthful and loving with others. Yeah. But not condemning of others. Yeah. 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 There's no condemnation. Um, So that's, yeah, that's good. So encouragement for anybody that struggles navigating that, just the word of God and listening to the Holy spirit and he will, he will send you where you're supposed to go, you know? It's exciting how different that is for every person as far as like the callings on our lives. One yeah. of my best friends in the entire world, Rachel, is studying to become an occupational therapist right now. And we'll have long conversations on the phone and she'll tell me about all the muscles in the human hand. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh, fascinating. You know, and, and we laugh all the time at how different our callings are and how completely different we are as people. But we both are extremely passionate about what we're doing. And that's just beautiful to see that how God guides us, you know? Well, I love that. You mentioned Romans 12 and along with what you're saying, I mean, that's just the beauty of the body of Christ. It goes on in Romans 12 to talk about, um, you said, you said Romans 11 to me earlier. Could you mean Romans 11? Okay. So Romans 11, right before we get to Romans 12 is where it says, (laughs) um, who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Like, okay, that's just so good. That's cold water and a smack, a good, a good hearty smack in the face. Who has given to God that God should repay him? When you feel like you are not getting what you deserve, like <laughs> I feel like I need to tattoo that verse on my forehead and go. <laughs> Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? Like <laughs> Wow, Paul, he's just, he's telling us. Yeah, the enemy wants nothing more than for us to just chase around our own glory for the rest of our lives. Yeah, what a hamster wheel. There's no destination. There's there's no, at least no good one. You know, there's no rewarding destination. And, you know, it makes me think of how the the way to like the way I see it, at least the way to follow God the most joyfully is to get to know him better because it's, it becomes easier and easier to follow him, to want what he wants. Mm-hmm. If you know him really well, and if you can empathize with what he went through and, and we, it says we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. You know, he knows us too and knows, knows what we've been through and can, can relate. And, you know, that's kind of the gift of this world. Like when we're in heaven, 
there's going to be no more tears and no more pain. And therefore, perhaps less of an opportunity to to sympathize and to empathize with the pain that Jesus went through. Like, this is the only time we'll have to really tap into Jesus in that way and be able Mm. to understand through our own suffering how much he suffered Mm. for us so that we would never suffer again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it it makes suffering. I don't know. That kind of shifts the perspective of suffering, of thinking this is a gift in ways. I mean, it's painful, but it's a gift that we are. It makes me think of, I keep, verses keep coming to mind. I won't look it up. So don't read the whole Bible today on the (laughs) podcast. But um, like in Acts, I don't know where it is specifically, but when like Paul and Silas like run out of the prison and they just like have their hands up in the air is how I imagine them. And they like, it says something about, um, they like rejoiced because they, they were considered worthy of suffering for Christ's sake. Oh, wow. And it's like, wow. I mean, that's like what you're saying. They, it was such such a, Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Hold on. Uh, Miraculous. They had just seen Jesus Christ die for them. And they're like, wow, we get to actually be persecuted for Christ's sake. Praise God. Bring on the persecution. Okay, Acts 5.41. Okay. The, okay, 5.40, right before it says, his speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in, had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Verse 41, the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. I got chills. Wow. They're wow. multiplying. crazy okay cozy well that was an awesome (laughs) conversation and i'm just yeah i love you and i'm glad that i'm glad that we're friends now i know me too Um, okay so at the end of every episode i do this thing called lightning loves where we have a little lightning round of things that cozy loves (laughs) okay so I'm just going to name things and it can be the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, okay. It doesn't, I, I said loves because um, favorite things stress me out and I will overthink them. So it doesn't have to be, you can love a lot of things. With the same person. Yes. I have the yes. same problem. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah, so just things you love. Um, okay. okay. Ready? A ready. role you've played. Trisha on Monday mornings. Okay, great. Uh, plant. Huh? Queen Anne's Lace. Ooh, that's a beautiful one. Snack. (laughs) Vegan marshmallows. Okay. Uh, Childhood television show. There could be so many answers. Um, The Dick Van Dyke show. Mm, Instrument. Piano. Mm. Essential oil you love. Oh, lavender and bergamot. That's my, that's my answer. I'll give you both. Okay. Can I just say something before we continue? Oh, we were. Have you ever used them in the shower? I get, when I get excited, I sing little things. You have to drop them on the wall of your shower while your shower is heating up, close the door. And when you come back in your shower, when you're ready to take a shower, it's steamed up and diffuse the air in the shower. Um, I have to show you something because I just looked at it as I was looking at my essential oils as we were talking. Um, Okay. So my essential oils are sitting over there. What um, a trove. Right there. And yes. there's a book sitting beside them um, that my sister gave me for Christmas last year. And it's called, 
essential oils of the Bible. Are you choking me right now? Is that like a devotional? Okay, no, it literally connects like natural healing to Bible things. Get out of town. Yeah, it's just pretty cool. And it brings in like cultural things, like why, how they would have used oils okay Lorley, i haven't read it all I can't, I can't say like i'm a i'm a, I'm a pro with this into oils of the bible but it's a book so it's pretty cool wow um okay I'm we're sure. still on okay, the okay, okay 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 uh frozen yogurt shop i'm dairy free so okay. i love van lewins or van lewins <gasps> yes oh, we have that in new york custard. it's the mm. it's the best but my dad actually makes the best vegan ice cream in yeah. the entire world he He's the best chef ever, and he made that for me. He made the recipe. and Thank yeah, you, Dad. The best. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Okay. Favorite kind of pizza? Can you have pizza Pepperoni. Like a dairy uh, It lives on as a love of mine, even though I'm dairy-free now. Okay. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. Yeah. Um, Christmas activity. Christmas is my life. Um, decorating for Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. Story in the Bible. Ooh. I love Ruth. I love the oh, story of Ruth. I love that one. Everyone's looking for a Boaz. Am I right? I was about to say, <laughs> laid at his feet. She said, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, animal. Favorite animal. Um, mm, I have a dog, but I'm going to say cat. Okay. Cat. Um, section of a bookstore. That's our last one. Ooh. Uh, mm. YA. YA. I'm a, I'm, oh, I just almost said what? a secret for my career. I'll tell you off the air, but I uh, cannot tell the listeners yet. But Ooh, YA is my suspense. section. This whole, this whole bookshelf is like YA books that I love. I love it. Yeah. Oh, well, that was great. We got to know you a little bit better at the end of oh, the episode. That was so fun. <sighs> well, I wish I could ask you all the questions back, but oh. I guess you're the host. <laughs> I guess that's how this works. But maybe, maybe one day I'll, I'll have the listeners, um, have a list at the end of the season or something of like Larley's lightning loves and I'll, you got to. I'll return the favor. Oh, okay. Well, just thank you so much for taking time for sharing your heart for, um, camping out. Camping out. It was a good s'mores. It was a s'mores. It was a vegan marshmallow Bible packed <laughs> s'more. okay bye girl bye what a word from cozy i hope you were encouraged by our conversation as much as i was talking about the glory of god is igniting as we reflect on the beauty of the Lord and think about the gift of getting to personally know Him and live in the light of who He is. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, this is the part of the show where I open up the Word of God and bring some truth to light. There is great power and beauty in the stories of people's lives changed by their personal encounters with Jesus Christ. But I hope that you also come to know and encounter Jesus personally that you know that He loves you and that He is inviting you to be a part of a big, grand, and wonderful story, His story. Praise God that He has given us His Word so that we may come to know Him and love Him. 
So each week on the podcast, I walk through a passage of scripture with you with the hope that you come to a greater knowledge and understanding of who God is and that you would be forever changed by that knowledge. I pray that this podcast would lead you to worship our glorious Lord, and that would spur you on toward obedience and godliness as you take what you learn and live in light of the truth. Before I dive into this passage, I want to pray over our time in God's Word. I'm going to pray Ephesians 1, 17-21 over us all before we read together. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you, what are the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the working of His great might that He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. This is the part of the podcast where we open up our Bibles. If you have a Bible nearby or have the Bible app on your phone, turn to the New Testament to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and read this passage along with me. Today I'm reading from the ESV. 2 Corinthians 4, 5-7 says, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Before we talk more about what this might mean, we are going to cover some context. To approach the scriptures in a way that will lead to greatest understanding, we want to always place the text into the historical and cultural context. We want to learn about what is going on in the story of God surrounding these words so that we can best learn about the God of the Bible. This beautiful passage of scripture has a story surrounding it that helps us understand what God is speaking through the words. You see, it can be tempting when reading the Bible to snack on scripture, to grab a verse, take it out of context, and just apply it to what we think we need today. As easy as that might be, it's not always beneficial. It can lead to inaccurate interpretation, and it is also just leaving out a lot of goodness that there is to learn in the Bible. 2 Corinthians isn't the first letter Paul has written to the church in Corinth. Paul had already written three letters to the Corinthians and was writing back this time because some of the believers there were rejecting Paul's teaching and his authority as an apostle of Jesus Christ without worthy reason. After all, this church existed because Paul had started it. So we have Paul, who was poor and persecuted and lacking in speaking skills. He was by no means a celebrity pastor. In this letter, Paul reminds them of his identity as a humble servant of Jesus Christ, with a message pointing to Jesus, empowered by the Spirit of God. He's writing to them in love, affirming his calling in Christ. Paul pours out his heart and love to the Corinthian church, addressing the false teachers and reminding them of the faithfulness of God and his promises. 
Paul reminds them of what God has done on their behalf. He brings them back to the gospel of Christ, the freedom and the joy and the glory of salvation in Jesus. He humbly says, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Paul acknowledges that his message, his ministry, and his very life were not because of his work or anything that he had done or accomplished. Paul gives all the honor and praise to God, the one who had transformed his heart and was working through him. He also calls himself a servant for Jesus' sake. Jesus was the ultimate servant who endured persecution, betrayal, and abandonment to the point of death on a cross. Jesus knew what it was like to be personally accused for a life he did not live. But Jesus didn't take it personally. In fact, he laid down his life in love for a people who didn't deserve it. Paul also is being deemed unworthy by his own church, and yet he says, I love you, and I delight in serving you. In verse 6, Paul says, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Paul knows that through his weakness and inadequacies, God will use his life. He is well aware of who the power source is. He knows him personally. He has experienced the freedom from walking in total darkness and coming into the glorious and powerful light of Christ. God had given him knowledge and understanding to know him, and his life was devoted to serving and loving him alone. Verse 7 says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We, jars of clay, breakable and fragile, sinful and messy and easily broken, God chose us and he loves us and he gave us a gift, himself, in us and with us. Therefore, all glory is to God alone because God alone is the glory. When the truth of the gospel becomes a reality to us, when we come to know our glorious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, giving God the glory isn't something we have to do. Our whole being acknowledges His glory for what it is, and we desire more than anything else to worship Him until the day we see Him face to face. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1, 20-22, For all the promises of God find their yes in Him. That is why it is through Him that we utter our Amen to God for His glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ, and has anointed us, and who has also put His seal on us and given us His Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. For this seal, you guys, it's a promise. A promise that one day all who are in Christ will be glorified with Jesus, a down payment of the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our resurrection life with Him. We have hope as we wait for the day. Romans 8, 23-24 says, We ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. 
but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not have, we wait patiently. So dear follower of Jesus, may this be a reminder today that he is better, he is glorious, and he is above all things. For eternity, his love, it satisfies more than any human glory ever could because he is glorious. We remember what Jesus did for us and we choose his way because we know his love. Paul knew his love. It's why in the face of discouragement and poverty, he could pour out love onto the very people rejecting him. As you fall in love with God, as you love him with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, his love and light will change you and begin to change everything about you. The way you work, your relationships, the decisions you make, and even the way you care for your enemies. Jesus lifted high will be your heart's aim and it will set you free. The glory of God cannot be stopped. It cannot be ignored. It is everywhere, all the time. Romans 11.36, I'm going to end with this. For from Him and through Him and for Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. Well, friend, thanks for listening and for camping out in the scriptures with us today. If you haven't already, be sure and subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to hear about new episodes that drop every Monday morning. If you are loving the show, I would be so honored if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a short review. This helps the podcast, Living in the Light, reach more listeners. Did you know I send out a weekly email newsletter? Head over to the show description where you can subscribe to my newsletter email list. Each Monday, you'll get an email with first details about the episode as well as the show notes. As always, go in light and love, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you.